This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. As you get your Valentine's Day plan together for next week, take some time this weekend to tell your friends that you care about them, too. After all, they're also the ones who've helped you through the twists and turns of the pandemic that make you laugh so hard that you cry and are there to celebrate you and build you up. Plus, science says having friends is good for your health. Here to discuss this and more is Ginny Christerna. She's a psychotherapist with International High Achievers and a licensed clinical social worker. Welcome back to Reset, Ginny. Hey, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me back. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you again. Oh, my goodness. Don't worry. Happens all the time. Trust me. Uh, but, well, talk to us about why friends are so important in our lives. Oh, absolutely. Friends are the best, right? They're the cat's pajamas. They're there to help us through really, really tough times sometimes. And they're also there to help us create wonderful memories and and laugh and and have meaning in our life. And they really complement our lives in ways that create a rich, diverse type of range that allows us to grow as people. So friends are amazing. So there are things that they can add to our lives that we can't get from a sexual or romantic or familial connection. Absolutely. And we don't want to, right? That's the whole point of having friendships. So we can experience different types of intimacy, different ways to relate and communicate and to have conflict and then to come to some resolution, right? Life is so much more than just our families and our spouses or partners. It's about how do we allow ourselves to be vulnerable in different ways and grow from that, right? Our friends can hold us accountable in ways that are so different from our families and from our partners. And that can be a good thing. It gives us the ability to develop wisdom and develop mercy and grace and allow ourselves to receive that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, how close do we have to be with these people, Jenny, to not only label them as friends, but also see that they're adding value to our lives? And is that just up to us? It is. It, there's no you know, timeline or, or how close, right? Every relationship is a good relationship, even the bad ones, right? The people who we have the most conflict with are our best teachers, They allow us to look at a part of ourselves that we don't want to see or acknowledge, and that in turn helps us to grow. So it depends on what kind of relationship are you looking for? How do you define, define, excuse me, a friend? Is a friend someone who always just agrees with you and it's there, you know, there's that little meme where, you know, um, I'm mad at somebody, we're going to go beat them up and they're just bouncing right along next to you, ready to go. And, you know, they're riding with you. Mm -hmm. Or is it that kind of person who offers you that insight and goes, well, before we do that, let's think about it. Yeah. Right. What is it that you need? And friends look so different, you know, for each person. Some people have friends that they speak to daily, literally every day. And some people they haven't spoken in years and they pick right up where they left off. It really depends on each person, but that person has to be able to know a truth and have enough self-awareness to be able to hold space for a friendship. And on the flip side of all of that, some of the bad friends are pretty bad. Oh, yeah. But those bad friends, they teach us how to set limits. They teach us how to love ourselves. They teach us how to say no. Right. So there's no such thing as a good or bad friend, per se, as much as it is a healthy and unhealthy friend. Right. Is it more important to have a few friends that you can do everything with? Right. So catch a movie, 
run errands, talk about, you know, deep things, share things with, uh, instead of having many friends who you only do two or three of those things with? Sure. Quality over quantity is the old adage back at last century, mm-hmm. as I've been told I'm from. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I have pet dinosaurs and everything. Oh, stop. So, <laughs> so what we're talking about really is quality. And absolutely, as you become wiser and as you grow and begin to develop that discernment, you're looking for quality. It doesn't matter how many we have anymore. The quantity really creates the noise and the quality allows us to hear the music. So I do encourage people to allow themselves to experience quantity so they can appreciate quality. But hopefully experiencing that quantity is done in a way that's not self-destructive. Quality over quantity. All right, let's talk about a different kind of friend, because sometimes there are blurry lines between different kinds of relationships. Right, Jenny? Mm -hmm. Uh, An example that I'm thinking of is friends with benefits. (laughs) Got to go there. How do we navigate through those types of special friendships? (laughs) Oh, yes. I, I, for some reason, COVID has brought out our friends with benefits package for a lot of people. So, so, you know, look, let's just call it what it is, right? We're, we're, We're having a fling. Yeah. Right. You're not my friend, you know, with, with a benefit plan, because it, once we stop having the benefits and you know, our friendship is weird. Mm-hmm. But we have to redefine it. So maybe you're my sexual companion, right? Let's get more clear about what this relationship is, because there are lots of types of friendships, which is fine. I, I think in our culture, we normalize having confusion as being cute, not being clear as being normal and acceptable and part of average development. And it's not, right? If we're just, you know, sex buddies, then let's be sex buddies. So let's just call it what it is. You're putting emphasis then on the, on the label, on the title. Not so much the title, but what it really is. Now, if it happens to be sex, then that's what we, we're sexual partners. That's it. I don't really want to go bowling with you because I don't know if I like you. And you'd be surprised at how many people who are friends with benefits, they don't even like the person. The sex is just really great. Mm-hmm. Or it's familiar, right? These are exes that they have been with. And that's just, you know, I don't have to do the whole dating thing. I know what I'm getting with you. But they're trying to make it more than what it is. Call it what it is. Describe what it is and let that be what it is. Because anything other than that is a lie that you're telling yourself. I'm also hearing the term platonic life partners a little bit more now. And and that's mm. friends who make life decisions together, but they also have their own romantic and sexual partners. Uh, so typically we might see that only with your romantic life partner, right? Making life decisions. But do you think that we'll see more deconstructing of those kinds of relationships and, and boundaries absolutely. as time goes yeah, on? Ab- absolutely. As long as people are in agreement, and they're okay, truly, right? Truly okay with that. If you like it, I love it. What works for you works for you. Not my business. But there are a lot of people who are looking for, looking to create an ideal by having several people in their lives perform what we call functions 
or these are self objects. You do this and you do that because they can't deal with the person as a whole and their flaws. That would require them to make some compromises. And what they don't realize is that in the end, it takes a lot of energy. It drains you to have all of these people perform these roles in your life as opposed to learning how to deal with an entire human for who they are, you know, all of their wonderfulness and all of their flaws. How do we accept ourselves? Because when we break things up like that, we have to look and say, well, what part of myself don't I accept that I wish was, was not true or were there? What parts of myself have I lost along the way or split off? And I'm looking for someone else to do that for me because I don't want to do it for myself. Right. People are, are trying to pop culturalize a lot of really emotional wellness type of things, a lot of psychological things. It's like, no, do your work, do your work and look inside. I promise you, when you do that, you actually find people you like and they don't have to be perfect. How about that? Hmm. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the role and the value of friendships with uh, Ginny Christerna. She's a psychotherapist with International High Achievers. She's also a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, Ginny, let's talk about therapy because we do that with our romantic partners. We'll do that, you know, among families uh, when we feel that things need some work, right? Can that work with friends? Doing therapy with them? Yes. No. Why would, why, no. (laughs) <laughs> it's just because they have a, they're invested in us. You know, I, I mean, you might, I might need you to help me and babysit my kid one day. So I can't be too honest with you. I can't be too objective with you because, you know, I'm your partner in crime. It's like Kevin Hart, you know, when we become best friends, my BS is your BS, mm. right? How can I be honest with you and hold space for you and be able to, 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 to do therapy, quote unquote, when I am invested when I, when I know I need something from you and you need something from me, right? And so this is why, you know, I do tell people when you are aware that you're looking uh, to, to heal or that something's off, find a therapist that, that isn't invested that, you know, as best they can, they're going to be human, but who can sit with you in those tough places and tell you the truth um, and allow you to sit with whatever comes up because our friends can't do that. Mm. They can't be impartial. Now, a good friend will tell you that that's crazy. Why, why would you do that? But right? if, if there's a breakdown in the friendship, uh, can you and your friend go see a therapist? Oh, I'm sorry. Absolutely, you should. It's called, you know, couples therapy. They're a different kind of couple, but absolutely you should. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I encourage it, actually. I think it's a good thing. Well, what about when uh, we get ghosted by our friends, Ginny? Then we 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 suddenly don't hear from them. them. We email and text them and say, "Hey, did I do something last time we spoke? And things were going well. Was X, Y, and Z? And at this party or event or whatever, um, something shifted. And I want to know if we can talk about it. Um, I value your friendship. Maybe I'm misreading or overreacting or looking too much into this. But I miss you. You know, can can we talk? Right. And I'll give you the formula for that really quickly. So whenever you're with someone and things are going well and you guys are cool or close and something happens and they just disappear, 
always go back to the last time things were going really well. And that's where you start to say, hey, the last time things were going well, it was this and this time. And then you move to the point where something happened. We mm-hmm. don't know what the thing is. And you go, but when we went here, we were talking about X, Y, and Z, I noticed something shifted. Um, I miss you. And, and I'm wondering if, if we can talk about that. Because if I did something, I definitely want to correct and, and have an opportunity to address it and correct yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great strategy. But, and so that helps the friendship become stronger because you're vulnerable and you're inviting them to be vulnerable with you because you're saying, I want to understand, I want to learn. And who can say no to someone who wants to learn? And you probably have like the cute face and everything. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I just wonder as I get older, it just feels like it's just more difficult to make friends. Is that is it just me or is no, that a thing? It's it's a thing. It's not you. And it has more to do with, you know, our culture again. And we're so fast paced and we're so isolated and everyone's so self-conscious and so afraid of being vulnerable because we don't know how to communicate. We're, you know, really hyper-focused on our own faults and, and what's wrong with us and, and hiding that from other people that we, we sit in our own bubbles of, of toxicity and shame and guilt. Yeah. And we beat ourselves up around why nobody would want to be our friends and all the mistakes we think we made, but we're not sure because no one's ever given us feedback because when they tried, we might have snapped on them. Mm -hmm. And so that's why making friends as we get older is harder, but also breaking into a friend group, becoming part of an already existing friend group is hard. Not because they don't want people or or dislike you. It's oftentimes because, hey, you know, we worked really hard to get where we are in our relationship and we're very protective of who we let in. That's Ginny Christerna, a psychotherapist with International High Achievers, also a licensed clinical social worker. Ginny, thanks so much. Oh, awesome. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.